Well, I, I feel like everyone in the church is going to direct their hearts towards God, not towards the person speaking. Like, yeah, I'm not analyzing the person speaking while I'm praying. I'm literally like their words are going to God and my thoughts are going to God. So with that, it takes the pressure off my shoulders because I'm all, all I have to do is just talk to God. Yeah, Just say the words. Yeah. And, and God definitely has like, like we said earlier about in episode one, part one of the prayer series series as in two episodes, <laughs> we said that the Holy spirit, like we have that connection now um, after Jesus died that we can connect to the Holy spirit that the Holy spirit will guide my prayer. Like people say that pray that Holy spirit will guide my words and my actions. And yeah. And when I pray, I, I just, I just trust that. That's a really good perspective. I appreciate that. And we're back. Back, 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 back. back, back <laughs> Welcome back to Top 4 Discussions Radio. Today, the topic is prayer again. Part 2. This is our first Part 2 episode, right? Yes. Uh, I think so. I guess so. We had planned another one, but actually kind of fell through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, we've done two episodes in one session before, but we've never called it like part one, part two. Agree with me now. Two out of ten agreement. (laughs) (laughs) This is starting off hot. Yeah, sorry. Um, so what we wanted to cover in part two is um a theme that we've kind of talked about with some of the other disciplines it was brought to our attention by uh nick gutwein on the scripture scripture episode right i think yes um and he shared with us that um these disciplines um pretty much all there might be exceptions but pretty much all have meditation seemed like a yeah yeah um they all have a personal element to them uh, interpersonal element to them and a communal element to them. And so um, personal meaning their practice like just by yourself. Interpersonal meaning in a tight group maybe yep. two, f- two to four people. I don't know. It, we didn't really put a number Even on that. Even like a small Bible study I think is interpersonal. Yeah, yeah. I, and then, I feel like communal has a really like large connotation to it. I think of communal like as a church. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think prayer definitely can feed into all three of those. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot in the first part about the personal, um, aspect of how we do this just on our own. Um, I'm not sure if how much we want to, uh, recap there. And then I, interpersonal prayer, when I think of these three, interpersonal feels like really big to me like really important important and it's been helpful for me um 
I don't think we have interpersonal prayer enough. For me in my life, I feel like most of the time it is personal, foremostly personal. And then second is communal being at prayer. So like meaning I pray less with my friends than I do pray with the church. Yeah. Which I think is kind of unfortunate. I wish I prayed with my friends a lot more. Like, well, I mean, not that my friends are bad. It's just that we don't like, Yeah, we just don't. And yeah. I think, I think it would be good to change that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other place that I see interpersonal prayer happening in my life is with my family. Yep. Um, and that's, that's been huge for me. We, uh, pray together before we eat uh dinner um or yeah we that that that's been the main time it happens at other times too but can you ha- can you have interpersonal quiet prayer mm-hmm. i'd say like yes it happens like as in we have quiet prayer together like together but i just I a don't few think people. I, I would not count that as interpersonal right hmm well, do you, when you say interpersonal, do you mean that you each say a part of the prayer and you just like continue, or is it just one person praying for a smaller group? I think they I th- both count. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah. How, how do you how do you guys listen to other people's prayers? Sometimes it's a challenge, but I. Um, I will see the points that stick out and I will, um, I guess focus on those. It's hard for me when this person, cause like, I don't know. It, well, so when I pray, I, I try and leave spaces in between. And so if I'm praying with someone else, maybe they can, that those spaces, they can think about it a little more. Whereas some some people, mm-hmm. I mean, they just go on and on and on, or or like it, rapidly, and in those prayers, I really, I I kind of have to just like, oh, that stuck out to me, or that that relates to me. Okay, I'm gonna focus on that for a little bit as they continue. And then, sure, that- I think part of the beauty of interpersonal prayer is that you're sharing these uh, Thanksgivings together, and you're sharing these. Uh, uh, these like burdens that you have together, or your sh- what whatever's yeah. in the prayer, you're you're sharing it together, and so even if it's not something that is directly related to you, and not something that you'd necessarily like, uh, cover in like your personal prayer, like I think it can be helpful to share those those sentiments and those. Yeah, remarks that doesn't necessarily get shared in communal prayer. Yeah, which I think oh, that's yeah. why we need interpersonal as well, right? Because it opens other people into your heart, and um, I think it has probably the same effect as like asking someone to pray for you is just playing, praying with someone. I think it is probably very similar. If you're by yourself and you're praying for someone else, is that interpersonal? I would just, say no because we I we talked a lot about on episode one about praying for y- your own things you want God to help you with and surrendering sure. things to God, but we should be selfless in our prayers as well and think about others in our prayers. Yeah, for sure. I still think that like interpersonal is talking about 
the people and it's having the people like physically present like that's kind of the point i th- i 100% think that's like important and that's a way like we do in interpersonal prayer to uh share burdens and um and in a way keep each other accountable you can do that in in personal prayer by praying for others and then in interpersonal prayer by praying together yeah but yeah i i think they're still distinct yeah i hmm yeah i i, I think that you can that's where you can discipline yourself a little bit more and kind of if you want to like if this definition of of spiritual discipline is important to you cuz we talked about on the first episode how hard or easy a discipline can be. Um, I think for me, it can be challenging to discipline myself to really remember what I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be praying for. Cause people ask for prayers. Yeah. Same. I've found prayers. it most often just to pray in that moment for that person so that if I do forget, well then mm-hmm. at least I prayed for them once. Yeah. That is a challenge. Yeah. I I wish I had a better way of kind of remembering that, like a place that I write that down. Our family has um, on our like dining room wall a place that we write down prayer requests that we kind of want to remember and keep in our prayers. It's our little prayer board. Mm -hmm. Um, And growing up, our Sunday school had the prayer board. And each week you'd – the uh, Sunday school superintendent would ask, does anybody have – any prayer request out of the prayer board. Yeah. And yeah, you, you'd pray about it like as a class. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's an awesome thing to help you to remember. Yeah. I heard this statistic off of Instagram reels, so take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> but, um, one in 1200 marriages where the, uh, spouses pray together daily. One in twelve hundred get divorced, which are very good odds. <laughs> Less than a tenth of a percent. Sure. Yeah, we, that was said in the last episode. But did yeah, I, yeah, did I really? Wait, what? One of the previous episodes, not the last uh, one. I think it might have been when we were talking about Thanksgiving. No. That was two episodes ago. Because <laughs> for us, it was the last one, but we haven't recorded the first part of this one. <laughs> Drew Good just call. gave Simon the dirtiest look. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that dirty. But. Winston, basically, you're just a you're just a broken record, dude. You know what? And I'm not ashamed of it because it's a good statistic. But it's from Instagram Reels. <laughs> I'll look it up. Okay. Um, Keep talking. I'll look it up. All right, and tell me your source. Tell me. Tell me the experiment. Anyways, back to the point. Um, whether or not that statistic is correct. The, the thought behind it is definitely valid. I think that marriages that are based on prayer and that uh, not even prayer, but on um, Christianity and that can stay focused through prayer on, um, on that foundation that, that has to be, uh, yeah, that has to be great for marriage, like help the odds, you know, boom, Simon found it. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay. Um, This is from 
Dr. David Stoop. Okay. They they the study looked at thirteen hundred eighty seven couples with an over representation of ethnic minorities. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh my word. Anyway. Uh out of the outcomes of the study that led the National Association of Marriage Enhancement in Phoenix, Arizona, blah, 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 to report that when couples prayed together on a daily basis, less than 1% of those couples would end up getting divorced. The number was 1 out of 1,156. Bigger sample size. We need a bigger sample okay. size. Okay. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. Dr. David Sloop. Stoop. Okay. <laughs> And I'm Dr. Simon. Simon Lee. It's from drstoop.com. <laughs> <laughs> no shot. Okay. I trust him. Now, that is a cool statistic, though, and I think it, it does show the importance of praying with other people. Hmm. No, yeah, so, I'm with you. I have more statistics. Okay. According to the 2014 Pew Research Center, 55% of Americans say they pray every day. What? What? Do, you, what do you think about mm. that stat? Do you think you know it's real I think, or? I think probably a lot of people. Well, I think probably a lot of people use prayer as an over-inclusive term. I think the actual number is probably lower than that. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they might say that they're praying, but like well, they're just in deep thought or something. And well, they, and they consider that. I just thought of this: how many people, like different religions, pray? Yeah, yeah, so there's the that. only religion that prays. Yeah, I know. So there's so that too. If you include the entire uh, Muslim population, which is very rigid about their prayer, and that's like yeah. a must. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with Judaism. We can talk about that. Judaism's Interesting rigid. enough, yeah. uh, Muslims pray like recited prayers. Yeah. And like one is supposed to be in like, uh, I think it's called a straddle. Wait, no, no, no. What's the... Haiku. I don't know. There, there are certain poses for certain prayers that they recite, which is really interesting. Ooh, yeah. Like some are supposed to be on your knees. Some are supposed to. I, I wonder. I'm gonna look up what the like different positions are. I, I, I saw a, a video from a Catholic, YouTube channel, and the guy said that they in like mass they stand, kneel, sit. Stand, kneel, sit. Like they're always changing their position for when they pray. And I, uh, West Lafayette does that to an extent. We stand for some, sit for some, kneel for some. I feel yeah. like Bluffton North does it like a lot more. Is it like changes it a lot? So more. do we understand our own church practice? Like why do we have to switch it up? Or we don't have to. It's just like what's it for? Um, in West, I really have no idea, actually. In West Lafayette, we'll always stand when there are people sitting out in the back because they don't have, like, a oh, good place to, yeah. like, uh, not that they need one, but they don't, it's it's a little bit more uncomfortable for them to kneel yeah, just because they're all over and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I guess, yeah, it, it can be distracting for them if the, the minister is like, okay, now everyone kneel, and they're like, okay, now what? Yeah, they don't have like a armrest, right? And so I think that's the reason, main reason for standing. I see. So I have a website, IslamForKids.org. dot uh, org. There are four positions of prayer. 
There's standing, bowing, prostrating, and sitting. Ooh. Yeah. Prostrate. That was the... Um, That's in a song. Uh, Let angels prostrate. prostrate love. Yeah. Look up prostrate. <laughs> make sure to don't put, don't spell it sure wrong. Put in the second R. Please don't spell <laughs> it wrong. Um, my fingers are shaking. <laughs> uh, I have more statistics from the Pew Research Center. Twenty-one percent say they pray weekly or monthly, and twenty-three percent say they never pray. Hmm. Which twenty-three percent is a huge number of people in America. What is prostrate lying straight out on the ground with one's face downward okay so like not like not even like on your knees and here i'll show you okay (laughs) no do it it's a Uh, no no no, audio podcast it's like it's like when you're (laughs) it's like when you're (laughs) like so yes exactly I think, yeah. I sometimes pray like that. Could really? we commentate? I think, I think there's something. And he's going down the 50 and he's to the 40. I I think there's maybe, I maybe I'm making this up. Is there a Bible verse about not covering your face when you pray? I mean, I know there's the covering head, but like. I hope not. I always like have my hands around my face or like on my chin. It's all about the heart. Simon's prayers haven't been going anywhere. (laughs) It's all about the heart. (laughs) Oh, that's why my prayers haven't been answered. No, we we joke too much. We joke too much. Seriously. No, that that brings up a good point though, which is to say that it is it is a heart issue. Like these these things that we do physically are important because they can help us alter how you think. Right. They can help us direct our heart, but it's really um, where where we're at in our relationship with God. Yeah. I think there's certainly something to be said maybe about uh, prayer being... We, we've talked about the disciplines being beneficial to people outside of, like, not using it for spiritual gain, but they still receive some benefit. Um, and I think there's probably something to be said for prayer and just, like, reciting your concerns. Um, although there's the aspect of kind of giving that over to your creator. So if you don't do that out of spirit, like, I don't know, are you really doing anything? I don't know. It just makes me think like if you were to like, if some, I've had a couple people pose the question, like if you knew God wasn't real, would you still be Christian? And in a lot of ways I would say yes, because I think that the Bible lays out, which like, this is assuming it's not true, but like, Hmm. I don't know. There are a lot of truths in the Bible, like the way that it poses to have a marriage, like that just produces stronger marriages. And I think that is with everything that it directs you to do. So similarly, I would probably still fast. I would probably still pray because I think it would still be good. Even if, even if God didn't exist, I still think saying your concerns would be beneficial. Kind of like journaling. I don't know. Thoughts? I'm with you. I pr- now, certainly I wouldn't take it near as seriously, but I, I still think you would receive benefit. I don't know. Just a thought I had. Well, yeah, yeah I, God has a way of setting up <laughs> our the way we live and, and our like physical being and our mental that just we need him. 
Yeah. Do you guys, sorry, going back to interpersonal, do you guys have trouble praying in front of people? And if so, do you have, or if not, do you have trouble praying in front of certain people and not others? Um, Simon, you're built different. He's shaking his head. I, w- I would be definitely quite timid to pray, uh, for example, in front of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I get nervous about like class presentations and stuff, but I, not overly nervous. Um, but I think this would be a, a different level just because it. I feel like it carries weight to it in I don't know. I I think that'd be hard for me and something that I should kind of uh figure out for myself cuz it, it will be a reality. Yeah. I think like for me part of what I'm excited about in the like looking at being a member in the future is being able to pray in front of church. Mm-hmm. I think that like that almost excites me that I w- would be able to take up that responsibility within yeah, yeah. the church. Um, but interestingly enough, I feel like there's, I feel more pressure now, granted I haven't prayed in front of church, so I don't, <laughs> I don't have that, but I, I think I would have more concern praying in front of a couple individuals than I would in front of the church. Maybe because there are so many people that I just kind of lose, uh, awareness of other sure. people's concern. Well, I, I feel like everyone in the church is going to direct their hearts towards God, not towards the person speaking. Like, yeah, I'm not analyzing the person speaking while I'm praying. I'm literally like their words are going to God and my thoughts are going to God. So with that, it takes the pressure off my shoulders because I'm all, all I have to do is just talk to God. Yeah, Just say the words. Yeah. And, and God definitely has like, like we said earlier about in episode one, part one of the prayer series series as in two episodes (laughs) we said that the holy spirit like we have that connection now um after jesus died that we can connect to the holy spirit that the holy spirit will guide my prayer like people say that pray that the holy spirit will guide my words and my actions and yeah and when i pray i i just i just trust that that's a really good perspective i appreciate that Mm mm-hmm one thing that's helped me is like uh, playing intramurals and praying with the opponents afterwards. That I mean, that's just so cool, especially when you lose. It is cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we've had that opportunity. And granted, like mo- mo- most of the time, the upperclassmen take it, but I, I I think I've taken it like one or two times. I don't know. And it's just it it's really cool to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure one time one of the other kids wanted to pray. Really? The other team. That's, yeah. that's cool, too. Yeah, it's just... So what we do here at Purdue is we, we do intramural sports. Yeah, 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 explain. And then at the end of the game, we have this opportunity to reflect. Well, we just take the opportunity. Yeah. Well, you always have the opportunity. Yeah. Well, we take the opportunity because we've just been playing with them, and our whole goal is to be a lightning example on campus. So hopefully during the game... Like, sure, Winston trash talks the other team, and then they get upset at him. But, no, he doesn't trash talk. We try and be good examples to the other people, and then we 
say that we're Christians and yeah. maybe conversations start, but or something in their heart, whatever we, we have a platform or we have an opportunity and we're going to take it. So we pray with them after the games. And it's, and it's very rare that they reject it. I wouldn't say that. Sometimes people are like, nah, I'm good. Or just scurry I, no, away. I feel like most of the time, I mean, I would say it's rare that they say no. Sure. Most of the time is. Yeah, sure. But we also do. I wonder how many Christians are on Purdue campus. Oh, that's interesting if you can get a stat on that. Um, anyway, I just, like Winston said, very cool that we do that. We have fun playing the game. Good sportsmanship reflects Jesus. I feel like he'd be a great sport. Yeah. And I <laughs> I disagree. No. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to episode one if you're a true fan. <laughs> Jesus would play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is... So what do you guys think about praying to Mary? Um, I, as it, like the Catholics would do or some, some branches of Catholicism. I understand Catholicism is a branch, but I'm just saying, dude, I just looked that up. It's crazy. Okay. So what do you think? Well, like just, or like, like what? just like, okay, okay, okay. Or like last episode. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I think it's, I mean, you're just same as praying with someone else. I think if you treat it like that, you're not praying to her as if she's your God or she can do anything for you. But like, I guess in revelations, doesn't it say like Jesus allows Mary to intercede for us as like our heavenly mother or something? I don't know. Find let me, that. Let me go back to the the search bar make sure it's from the bible and not uh dr stoop (laughs) (laughs) that's funny drew thoughts um i don't want to portray it wrong because i don't think the common um the common uh practice is praying to mary okay but if if i understand it right um it's more of praying I I I shouldn't say too much because I don't understand yeah. it and I I wish I did um and I don't feel qualified to speak on this very much but I I think there's a way that the argument would be made like praying through Mary yeah or another saint yeah I made so the the extent of my knowledge is two extensive YouTube videos <laughs> one uh opposing it and then the other re- refuting that opposing video okay so i thought it was very interesting uh and i what i had never under like the way it had kind of been brought to me is like almost like they're treating mary as god and right i ever i think catholics even realize well <laughs> no like she's she's not divine in any nature but um and I and I think maybe it's taken that way to some people, and I do think that that's wrong, um, or like thinking that, uh, well, Mary was the closest person to Jesus, so I don't. Um, but what this video, what this guy was saying in the video was that um, there's somewhere where it says that the prayer of a righteous man is like all is is answered. I don't, know. but. 
they were saying that if you think about the most righteous people, it would be people in heaven. And so you're yeah. essentially asking them to pray for you. Um, yeah. I, I get that, but also I think it's kind of a misinterpretation of that verse. I think, I don't think it's saying righteous people get their prayers answered more. I think it's saying that, um, righteous people pray for things that would be in God's will and God's will, like will be, God's will will happen. So in that, like the things that you pray for happen. So you get answered prayers, but like, you're just, I think the, you don't, you don't see a righteous person praying for selfish things. Right. Sure. And I, so I think that's why their prayers get answered more. So I think it's a little bit of a misinterpretation mm. is my thought process. I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I have not been listening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because I've been researching. Oh. So I said before that in Revelations, it says that, um, Jesus blessed us with a, like, yep. Mary, yep. 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 that she can intercede for us. That's what, that's what the catholic.com says. <laughs> in the Bible, it, Not .org. in the Bible, it's, it, Revelations <laughs> 12 talks about a woman and this, this chapter is crazy. I would have to read it in more detail, but it's like dragons and stuff. It's really cool. Or bad. Or bad. Yeah. But <laughs> dragons, um, Gave birth to a son, like it says in verse five, she gave birth to a son, a male child who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. So I think Catholics interpreted this as like interpreted, interpreted. There you go. Two out of ten correction. They said, I love you, Simon. <laughs> they said that I, I think Catholics interpreted, bruh. They interpreted it as. <laughs> Jesus is the one that they're talking about in this chapter and that the woman, it's just says the woman, it doesn't say Mary is, is Mary. And in verse 17, um, basically the whole chapter is basically saying to revere the woman and that, um, very confused as to how they interpreted it. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) they, the verse that they gave in this video that I watched, was Revelations eight five. While you're finding that, I'm gonna say this on behalf of all of us that if you're looking for a good answer to this question, this is just us trying to process through it and us. I'm not sure that Yeah, I, we're not I, actually providing an answer. Don't I don't wish I had another source. We're literally all just Googling and searching because <laughs> this, this question is very good and uh, very fair to ask, but we also don't want to step on anyone else's faith. Um, yeah. If you believe that Mary is to be prayed to. I'm wrong. It was not 8-5. It was 5-8. <laughs> I mean, what am I on right now? Anyways. Uh, so what, So this was in support of like people in heaven can take the prayers of people on earth. So it says, when the Lamb had taken the book, the four living beings and the 24 leaders got down before him. Each one had a harp. They all had pots of gold full of special perfume, which are the prayers of the people who belong to God. So there's that. But also like you ever hear um, like someone that has like an objectively wrong point of view on the Bible 
they can take verses and be like, this is what it means. And you like hear their, um, their interpretation of it. And you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But then like, if you actually dig into it, you're like, um, no, (laughs) that, that wasn't it. So, I mean, I think it's very easy to look at a single verse and be like, Oh yeah, they're right. Uh, so I'm, but you also shouldn't be quick to judge someone like after you find out that like they said it and it made sense. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't see what you saw when you did your research. Mm -hmm. So like when you're interacting with other Christians, like be mindful of that, like be, be slow to judge. And And it's, I mean, it's not like they're doing it out of like, like, I'm sure, I'm sure I've done it. I've probably said something that I didn't read more into out of context. Oh yeah. I think I do that all the time. Yeah. I I think I've probably done it three times on this podcast. Me too. (laughs) I've certainly done it more. (laughs) You win. Um, No, but I, I think they're, I mean, just say we, okay. That's his, that's his like runaway mechanism. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Where Um, Where do we go next? I, this is kind of not that important, but I I think it's kind of a funny thing. You often hear phrases used in prayers. Uh, For example, hedge of protection. I think that's a interesting one. Like people praying for a hedge of protection or uh, an extra measure of uh, like grace. Hmm. Definitely hear um, that one. You hear that one a lot. Um, Or, Add to this prayer what is lacking, oh, yeah. which is, I think, a very funny one. It's like you can put that stamp on a prayer, and it's like, add okay, to this it's prayer. perfect. Yo, yeah. you just prayed about everything. <laughs> like, yeah, add to this prayer what is lacking. Like, well, I, 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 yeah, I think I've said this like ten times now, but like g- going back to the heart of it, like I, I can appreciate the heart behind those things, even if like. I'm not sure that it theologically makes sense to just say, add to this prayer what is lacking and yeah. kind of sign, seal, and delivered off to God. Well, sign, seal, delivered, I'm yours. I usually say, um, I usually say, you know my heart, like, yeah, or something along those lines where I can't articulate it in words or like a thought, but I know that God knows what I'm trying to get at, so... I just like let that happen. It's very interesting. I just say what's on my heart and then when I'm done, I'm done. But you can articulate everything that's on your heart. I'm I'm a simple man. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's I, a good answer though. I, I feel like my, my prayers are a lot of the time very short and concise, but not lacking in value or intensity at all. Okay. Um I don't know. Would you ever admit to having a weak prayer life to to someone else? Yeah. And how would you go about analyzing that? Like what signs would indicate a weak prayer life? Um, I would um I would say frequency, um depth. It's just depth doesn't necessarily mean length. But just yeah, I don't know. Care behind what what you're saying are those I think if you know you know like if if, if all I'm, the prayers that you're saying are right before you eat and right before you go to bed 
but what if you well okay and it uh, and it depends <laughs> where you're at so like if you didn't used to do that in New York so obviously you're not lacking down. yeah but if you truly have like faith that your prayers are going somewhere though how are you gonna know that that's the cause of your how are you gonna know like if if the if the symptoms are like weaker faith or the symptoms are I'm not I went through the day and I didn't have that grace that I or that peace that I usually carry. Okay, so then what what do you define as a weak prayer life? Uh I was just asking cuz okay. I think it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you can defi- define your prayer life by the response that you're getting from God. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Obviously, so how do you reflect on your own prayer? Like, because we, we have said that routine prayers are not necessarily all empty. Yeah. Right. And we've also But I said, think routine prayers, maybe without caring prayers. How do you know if you care or not? You know. How do you, I think how do you not I, care? I mean, or sorry, how do you not know? It's true. It's just like you have a prayer and like, yeah. I don't know, you just know. You can, yeah, you could probably lie to yourself, but I eventually I think that catches up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think, I think if you're, if you're real with yourself and you really analyze kind of what's going on or, it, yeah, take a minute to like think through that. I, oh. Well, Personally, I, I'd say I know when I've been in bad spots in my prayer life and I've been able to tell. Sure. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you can tell. and But like what's the solution is, I think, to try something new. Yeah, that's why, again, I, I really encourage you guys to try reading th- or praying through your reading. Uh, just because... Like with you said, like new or and, and they don't have to be new, but I think uh, praying through what you read is a really good way of getting that. If you're bored yeah. or tired or yeah, no, I, I think trying new things in in the sense of interpersonal or um, oh yeah, true how you how you actually like hold yourself when you pray or just like spice it up change it because yeah i think change is good yeah if a lot you of don't pray on your knees try praying on your knees if you don't pray standing pray try it try yeah praying while you drive turn off your music and pray yeah leave your eyes open <laughs> that would be interesting actually <laughs> i have so much faith right. i won't crash I just I just drive with my eyes closed all Jesus the time. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> and they wonder why I crash every six weeks. All right. Um, thank you for listening to episode two. We love to dive into the, yeah, episode two of the prayer, spiritual disciplines. No, part two, because prayer well, is part, an episode. It's part two of a part six. Part it's seven. Part two, oh, episode part six. Part two, episode six. Of... The Spiritual Discipline series. Which is episode 11. 12. 12 now. 12. What? what? That's crazy. Yeah. Stay tuned for a new series coming (laughs) after the new year. Yeah. We are going to be going on. uh, No, don't don't declare it yet because we're not sure. I know I'm going on break. Oh. I thought you were saying. (laughs) 
We're going on this new series. No, I'm. We're going on break soon, so we'll have a Christmas episode release sometime near to Christmas. Sounds good. Uh, and then we're gonna have. And you can let us know what you want to hear, like what what sure. series you'd want to sure. hear, and we'll probably not take your suggestion, but. <laughs> I love I, it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, wouldn't we want to do stuff we want to do? But um, we uh. We have one more episode of Spiritual Disciplines, though, right? Well, we're talking... Or we were going to. We're we're still working through that, but... Okay. Because... Yeah. But anyway, thank you for listening. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day or your weekend. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Love y'all. Hasta la vista. Peace. Bye. Guys, video podcast. You can't keep saying that. You can't keep saying that. No, I. We have somebody that is looking at helping us with editing, potentially, and if we can get them to help us with editing, I would take video. That would be crazy. And (laughs) what were you saying? Um. (laughs) Okay. Well, I've got a dinner date with my. He's so short. Underneath that mic. Hi, guys. <laughs> I can't reach my mic. That's funny. It's ironic because you're short, Simon. Okay. <laughs> Two out of Sorry. ten joke. Valid. <laughs>